This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a terrific actor. And I, I'll tell you, I've been saying this since uh, the, the show started. And uh, when we talk about Better Call Saul, the, the superstar in, in that show is the casting director. And whoever did casting for this show has just hit it out of the park. One of the reasons is uh, is Patrick Fabian, and he's our special guest today. And you talk about somebody that has put together an unbelievably impressive career, and you don't necessarily know him for one role in particular, but he has put a career together where he's constantly working. Uh, Joan of Arcadia, he played Gavin, and he was just absolutely terrific. Uh, you saw him in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, my wife uh, tells me I I'd never saw it, but he was terrific as Spencer in Time of Your Life. And I don't know what that oh. is, but yeah, but she loved that. Uh, just a Veronica Mars. Uh, he played a professor, if I remember correctly, and if I'm remembering wrongly, yep. for, forgive me. This guy is terrific. What a terrific actor! And he plays Howard Hamlin on Better Call Saul. Uh, Providence. He was in Gigantic. He is a tremendous actor, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have him. Patrick Fabian once again is our very special guest. Patrick, how are you? I'm good, Frank. Thank you. I tell you, with an intro like that, you are hired. You can be my agent <laughs> and my publicist. Well, hey, listen, it's it's true. You, you know, I, I say this a lot. You know, there, there's people who, who are known for one big role or they get that one big role in their career and they just kind of roll after that. Or You know, it's it hasn't been that for you. you. You're constantly getting work, which I think is much more impressive than just landing one big role. I, you, you've got you've to be very proud of your body of work. Well, it's funny. You don't, you don't realize that until everybody wants to be Brad Pitt when they start off in their 20s. And yeah. then you realize, oh, that role is taken by Brad. <laughs> and he's doing a very good job with it. Yeah. And then you keep going your job, job, job. And then you turn around and you're like in your 40s. And you go, oh, I've, I've actually worked a lot. I'm actually working as a freelance artist, which in and itself being a working actor is a real blessing. There's no, no, no doubt about it. It's tremendous, and I've had some of your co-stars on the show recently, and uh, and I'll tell you, the the casting folks hit it out of the park. Uh, do all of you you guys realize that you're on to something uh, special? I guess like the Sopranos actors, somewhere along the line, uh, it hit them, and Breaking Bad, the predecessor to Better Call Saul. But do you guys all realize maybe you know this is something special we have going on here? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think because we were following Breaking Bad, there was a lot of pressure that was the 800-pound gorilla on us at first. But I think we've acquitted ourselves well. We're a great companion piece to it. And, uh, you know, we're we're making something good. Uh, all the cooks are good, and, and, and all the ingredients seem to be good. And what we see in the end, the product seems to be really good, too. And we've all worked, and we've all been a part of things that were less than good. You know, we've had our moments. And so it's really nice to be on something that you can be proud of top to bottom. And so now that we know that we're in season five, we're going to do a final season, season six, and that'll be it. We're a little bittersweet about it, but it's been a really fantastic ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the difference 
between uh, you guys, what you're doing here and Breaking Bad is I, you just didn't have this aspect of it. And and it's the, the part you're involved in, the, the legal side. It's it's a very smart show, and it's uh, it's your part of the show. It's your, you and, and Michael and everything that he had done, you know, before he, uh, he left. Uh, it, but everything that you did, it just adds so much to it. it it's, again, it's a smart show. Uh, season five is, uh, honestly, it's just, it, it's amazing. Season six, is that sad that it's going to be ending at season six? Do you know how many episodes yet in season six, uh, or are they kind of holding that close to the vest? You know, we've been 10, 10 episodes each season, but I think they announced they're looking at 13 for the final season, which I think will be a nice, satisfying way to send people off, you know? And, um, you know, my, my, my mother and father, of course, are always just like, there's only 10. I'm like, don't complain. It's a good job. <laughs> you're not, you're not kidding. And I, I'll tell you, not to spoil anything, but you're also not the type of character that would get killed off uh, so easily, right? You're not on the, on the dark side of it. You're not on the, uh, well, again, I, I won't, I won't ask you to. Well, no, you know, I mean, here's the thing. You know, I, I watched the show too. And uh, just like a fan on Monday nights, cause you know, of course I read the scripts. I see what's going on. I hang out with people, but you know, my show, the show that I'm on, is a lawyer show that has some emotional problems. That's really what's going on. <laughs> so when I watch, so when I watch Better Call Saul, I'm just like, what's all this stuff going on in the desert? What are all these guys? You know. So uh, who knows if those lines will cross? But uh, as of right now, Howard seems safe in his suit. Yeah. Well, here's uh, here's the next question. And again, Patrick Fabian is our very special guest from Better Call Saul. He plays Howard Hamlin, and he's terrific. And what a career he's put together. But it, the the world has stopped. The acting world, the production world, the film and television world has stopped. I mean, in order to film, you've got to kiss or you've got to shake hands or you got to yeah. fight or you got to hug, you got to do something. I, what's the uh, what's the the feel around? I mean, do you have a timeline of when things might get back to normal, or are you like the rest of us, completely in the dark? Nah, we're, I think we're completely like the rest of us. You know. Uh, First priority is to, uh, to stop the COVID virus in its tracks. And if that means staying at home and not being around people, that's the thing to do. And so the industry is completely on board with that. It's not worth the risk. Um, and how things look later on when we come back to production, I have no idea. Uh, I imagine everyone is about a month or two months away from even entertaining how that looks. Maybe it looks that everybody gets their temperature taken on set. Maybe it's a skeleton crew and everybody wears masks. I don't know. But I do know this us and other businesses as well will come back in some fashion um, and to pretend that we know what that's going to look like or how quickly that's going to look like, you know, aren't we all doing that every 30 seconds staring at our phones all day long? It's, nobody has an answer yet. So the best we can do is hunker down. Uh, if there's a food bank in your area you can donate to or extra clothing in your closet, now's the time to get that out there to help those who can't help themselves. And uh, I have no doubt that Better Call Saul will be back, and I have no doubt that I'll be on set. And as long as I keep going to the gym, I have no doubt I'll be paid to kiss somebody eventually again. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I want to thank you for being here. I know everyone's waiting to talk to you. Uh, congratulations on really uh, just a terrific career and, and a, a show that's second to none, if you ask me right now, and Better Call Saul is, uh, by the way, we can say guilt-free, binge-watch it. You're supposed to be inside, you're supposed to be watching TV, watch movies, watch Better Call Saul if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Patrick, give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing. 
Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at Patrick Fabian and Mr. Patrick Fabian on Instagram. So uh, I have lots of Better Call Saul content, and, uh, and you'll enjoy it, I think. Great job, and be safe, and to your family, be safe, and can't wait to uh, see season six. But season five's upon us, and everybody's got to watch it. Uh, Patrick Fabian, thanks a lot. Hey, Frank, thank you so much, man. Have a great day. You too. Patrick Patrick Fabian, everyone, terrific actor. I mentioned uh, a little earlier his, his resume, everything from Grey's Anatomy, Desperate Housewives. Uh, he, was, uh, he was the professor in Veronica Mars. And a time of your life, and Joan of Arcadia, and you know now he's getting his recognition for Howard Hamlin, the role of Howard Hamlin on Better Call Saul, and it is uh, you know it, it is one of those shows. I, I'm watching it. I mean, I, the, these other shows you know aren't necessarily up my alley, but I, I've seen his acting before. He's terrific, but. Boy, he's terrific as a lawyer. You would believe that he's he's a partner in that law firm, and he, and you know he's got that uh, that cold streak to him uh, when need be. And I, I'll tell you what, it's just a a terrific show. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen Better Call Saul, uh, it's it's different than Breaking Bad. And it, you know the the dark scenes, the the desert scenes are going to uh, attract uh, so much. More uh, attention, I think, from the from the Breaking Bad fans, which I I certainly am a Breaking Bad fan, and you're gonna love those scenes with Michael Mando and and uh, you know the the rest of that crew, and it's uh, it's dark, and uh, but the the other part of the show is absolutely terrific. Patrick Fabian has been our very special guest. Season five of Better Call. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, a guy who's put together just an amazing career, and uh, he has the best. A podcast out there along with Michael Imperioli uh, talking Sopranos. It is absolutely great. Uh, here to also talk about Blue Bloods new season is upon us and of course he's great in that. Uh, Steve Sharipper is our very special guest. What a career this guy has put together and uh, calm as a bitch. Uh, nothing personal. Uh, it's uh, It just keeps going and going. Steve, how are you? Frank, how you doing, pal? How are you? Uh, doing great. And listen, the before we get into Blue Bloods, the, the podcast is just absolutely great. I'm sure it's everything and, and more that you expect. And it seems like you guys love doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turned out to be, uh, you know, we didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. You know, Frank, and it turned out to be uh, a lot of fun. And certainly during these times, I think we give people a lot of joy from uh getting you know on, so on social on social media and stuff uh, uh, uh sorry what kind of dog what kind of dog you got there on social media and stuff 
I got a little wiener dog yeah. named Willie. <laughs> Doc Sean. He's a good boy, Willie boy. All right. He's he's my buddy, and uh, you know, uh, so, you know, we hear from people on social media constantly, and people from uh, how they're binge watching The Sopranos and how they look forward to Mondays and how they were down in the dumps. And uh, honestly, and I'm not just saying that it makes us both feel really good. Uh, and it's successful. We're doing 200,000 people plus an episode. Uh, we've had great guests on. Uh, uh, Monday is Steve Buscemi and the Pine Barrens episode, you know, where and me and Michael are watching the show for the first time in 20 years, and wow. we do a breakdown of each episode and uh, give you a little peek uh, behind the scenes. So it's been great. Yeah, Bashemi was the director of that. That's one, just one of those shows that, uh, well, yes. one of those episodes where there was just no, no definitive ending. It's a very David Chase like if you think about it. And uh, and wow, I mean that's a that's a great episode, and uh, we're looking forward to that. By the way, I was one of those people saying, look, I'm I'm binging this again. I'm you know binging The Sopranos for the fifth time, and uh, you know I'd love to hear a podcast, and then here you guys go, and it it's just absolutely terrific without question the i l listen blue bloods yeah thank uh, you man Thanks. yeah blue bloods coming up on uh, a new season and i you know you, you talk about a nice follow-up for you for uh, the the sopranos it's uh talking about an extended gig you're going into uh, you know it's 80 something episodes for you and uh, a classic another classic show uh what do we have to look forward to without spoiling what do we have to look forward to for the new season of blue bloods uh, you know, uh, you know, the same great writing, all the cast is back. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't shoot with a mask on, you know, I don't believe the other cast does, no one I've worked with. So that's kind of good. You know, you take people out of the COVID world for an hour, you know, uh, mm -hmm. so that's a good thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I haven't seen any of the thing of uh, the episodes but i've read you know six of the scripts so far and they're just just as good as ever if not better and uh during these times you know the family dinner scenes uh what people like a lot and uh you know i think people are gonna love it i mean i know people are really anticipating and looking forward to it Hey, let me jump back to talking Sopranos uh, for for a second. And everyone out there listening, if you're not listening to talking Sopranos, you're you're missing out big time. Uh, Steve Sharipper and uh, and Michael uh, just do an amazing job each and every week. I, I I'm sure uh, a, a lot of people are being cooperative and so forth. Is there anybody for any reason that don't want to do? the uh, the podcast i you know i mean i can't imagine anybody turns you guys down but are you having a hard time getting people to uh revisit it for any reason at all no 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 we have uh so far i mean you know we've had um, and i don't know how many guests you know we don't have a guest every episode but we've had lorraine brocco and aida totoro and uh edie falco and we're interviewing david chase on friday Wow. And we've had Terry Winter, and we've had the kids, Jamie Lynn Sigler, Robert Eiler. Uh, no one has turned us down. Uh, Dominic, we're trying to get a hold of Uncle Junior. He's in London, so we've had a hard time uh, nailing him down. Uh, he's 90 years old now, or 89. Uh, well, we hope to get him in the future. 
But we've had just about everyone. Uh, no one has turned us down. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> well, listen, now. Uh, 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 why never know. Why never would know. they? Why would they? Listen, it's terrific. Hey, any new food on the uh, on the horizon? Any new uh, food products? Uh, it, you know, it was a. No, it was... no, we were out of business. We were, had the pasta sauce for a few years, but we went out of business. We tried to grow too quick. Uh, it was good okay. stuff. We tried. Listen, it was good okay. stuff. And listen, I know you. I know you're waiting to get out of here, so I'm not going to keep you. Can you give us a website, a social media site for people to follow along what you're doing? And, uh, and certainly give us any information that uh, you can give yeah, us on Talking Sopranos. TalkingSopranos.com. Talking Sopranos uh, is on Instagram. It's on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. And, you know, there they'll direct you how to get the podcast. It's on YouTube, anywhere where you get your podcasts. And uh, there you have it, man. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. Uh, the uh, official Steve Sharippa. And uh, on Twitter, Stephen Sharippa. So you can find me. I'm not hiding, Frank. I'm around, buddy. Well, listen, congratulations on everything. What a career. Not bad for uh, a kid from Brooklyn. Uh, just way to go. And congratulations on Talking Sopranos. It's, it's the best podcast out there on any TV show. Uh, just absolutely terrific. And congrats to you and Michael on it. Thank you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you. You too. Thanks for being here. Steve Sharippa, everyone. And, yeah, I kid you not, uh, Talking Sopranos is, is great. I mean, they're just basically, you know, out there talking about uh, scenes that they did and, and, you know, all types of, uh, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of James Gandolfini insight. And, uh, you know, you you got to love it. If you love the show, and, and to me, I don't know, it, The Sopranos, uh, Breaking Bad, I mean, those are the two best shows I've ever seen, and you know, Sopranos number one in my in my book. I've had a lot of the you know a lot of the different guests. Steve, uh, this is the last uh, in- interview he was doing for a, a long list, so he's tired, and and I figured I'd let him let him run through. I'd love to get into some Sopranos stuff with him, but uh, you know, <laughs> who knows how much patience he would have for it. But uh, he wrote a, a bestseller. He's the author of A Goomba's Guide to Life, and then they had him do a series, a Goomba series, on a whole bunch of things, and uh, they're, they're good. I, I'm telling you, he's he's put together a, uh, a a really wonderful career, and a lot of them haven't, and, uh, you know, maybe by choice, or maybe a lot of them just kind of, uh, you know, you know, relaxed a bit, but Steve obviously has a, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of ambition. He did the, the food he he said, ah, they went out of business. They tried to uh, grow too fast or whatever. But still, he had it out there, and it was good stuff and, and sauces and different things like that. And, you know, he was honest. They tried to grow too fast, and they uh, they killed it. But he's got these two shows as a producer, uh, Calm as a Bitch uh, and, uh, and and Nothing Personal. And he uh, he's uh, the the host, uh, you know. Especially uh, you know, Karma's a bitch. I've uh, uh, I've seen, and so he hosts it. He introduces it, and he gets into it. I, you know, he's constantly doing something. He's got an IMDb, and you know, I, I say this about a lot of people, but Steve Sharippa has a uh, a resume a mile long, and and I it, probably Casino is where he broke through. And I don't know if that was his first big. It was certainly his first recognizable role. I don't know if it was his first role ever, and those Scorsese and 
uh, you know, he uh, kind of broke through there. And as you could hear in his voice, he's a New York guy and he has that voice and, and, you know, so many, uh, uh, so many roles that, uh, that came because, uh, because of his work with the Sopranos and everything else. But, uh, Steve Sharipper is, uh, uh, you know, is constantly doing something and you gotta, you know, I don't know, you gotta hand it to him. And uh, Michael Imperioli too, you know, he does, you know, quite a bit and, he, you know, some directing and everything else. But uh, if you think of it, you know, a lot of the guys, you just don't see a lot from them, you know, and, you know, I'm thinking Tony Sirico and, uh, you know, like I, it, for whatever reason, you know, he's not as accessible as uh, Sharipper. Sharipper is, uh, you know, he's out there. Like you said, he's not hiding. He's uh, he's he's getting a lot of attention. And, you know, like I said, Blue Bloods, I think there's been 200 and, you know, 20 or 250 episodes, and he's been in 80 of them now or, you know, something along those lines. So it's another long-running show for him, another, another hit. Steve Sharipper, Bobby Bacliari, and, you know, he, he came in, I think, uh, Do Not Resuscitate was his first uh, show with The Sopranos, first episode. And he came on, and uh, you know the heavy guy he had a fat suit on because he didn't think he was fat enough. And in that first uh, scene, you kind of knew they were gonna they were gonna use him, and they were gonna uh, you know use him as a a foil for Tony and whatever. But he turned the role into something uh, you know I couldn't imagine anybody else doing other than Sharipa, and uh, he just did a terrific job. I'm a, a big Sopranos fan. I know a lot of people are out there, but Steve Sharipa has been our very special guest. Uh, check out his book if you get a chance. Uh, best-selling uh, author of Agumba's Guide to Life, and he's got a whole series behind it. But Blue Bloods, the new season of Blue Bloods, is on its way. And check out his his uh, his series, his podcast series with Michael Imperioli, who's been on this show, and uh, Talking Sopranos is the name. And check it out. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a wonderful actress and uh, she's been great uh, since the first time we laid eyes on her and uh, and she she just gets better and better as it goes on a lot of disturbing roles uh and and she, she plays them great uh, here's one and here's one that'll be close to folks listening on Long Island uh, the Gabby Petito story uh to be specific and what a heartbreaking uh terrible uh story that was and it's a new movie and I, I'm sure it's going to be uh, terrific because uh, the the woman playing uh, uh, Gabby's mother um, is is our very special guest, and everyone knows Thora Birch from her great work throughout the years. And American Beauty blew everybody away there, but she's an Emmy Award and Golden Globe nominee. Uh, and what a talent! And uh, and and to tell this story, thrilled to have you, Thora. How are you? I'm doing all right this morning. How are you doing? 
Uh, doing great. Uh, did you did you follow along with the uh, the Gabby story as it was going on in the news? Well, it, when this was unfolding in real time, I was out of country, but uh, many of my friends and family members were sort of mentioning this. They had been following it along. Uh, my focus wasn't on it, but then uh, several months later, when I was back home and I had been having these discussions with Lifetime about the sort of stories they were interesting and in, in, interested in telling, and they mentioned this to me, and then from there I did a deep dive into the research and just found so many elements of their journey, if you will, um, worth exploring, not worth, but needed to be explored and, and, and sort of brought to an audience so that maybe hopefully they could understand how this situation would come about in the first place. You know, I, I've always appreciated your skills as uh, as an actress, and and you've played a lot of complicated roles. But you also played a very uh, some very complicated, um, you know, storylines, and and played into them. Even if the uh, even if the the character itself uh, wasn't complicated, but the and and you just seem to handle it so well. And, and I just love. I'm not an actor, but I love watching good acting, and, and you're, you're certainly terrific at it. Uh, what do you think of your character here? And uh, Nicole uh, Schmidt, uh, that's Gabby's mother, if, I'm, uh, if, if I remember correctly. No, you're correct. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, no, Nicole Schmidt is a, a fascinating individual to me. Um, when I was doing that research, you know, of course, I watched a lot of the documentaries and the, and the specials surrounding the, the Gabby Petito story, many of which... Nicole Schmidt and Joe Petito uh, participated in. And the one thing I was really struck by and took away from all of that was not only the crusade that her, her parents are on to make sure that, or try to make sure that this never happens again, but also her self-awareness and the fortitude that she had to resist the urge to ultimately sort of internalize and blame herself as so many parents and friends of family members in these situations do, she had the wherewithal to sort of combat that instinct and, and use it as a tool um, to, to, to go on and, and, and try to, you know, prevent this. Yeah, I, I can't, I, you know, I'm, I'm a parent of four and my wife and I, uh, you know, you just, you never want to imagine yourself in, in a situation, but you can't help. And I'm sure every parent um, who was following along with what goes on. And as we watch the Gabby, Gabby Petito story uh, with you there playing the mom, I mean, we're going to be, uh, you know, heart-wrenched uh, the whole time. But uh, how, do you, how do you summarize the, the relationship that Gabby had uh, with, uh, with, with her killer, with, uh, with Brian? And, uh, and, and, of course, uh, very, uh, you know, very disturbing um, sick uh, relationship, but it's not unique. There are others, uh, you know, many others in these type of situations, and you kind of hope they use this example as uh, as something to springboard themselves out of those uh, those positions. But uh, it, what's what's your take on on the relationship between those uh, those two? Is it so cut and dry, um, uh, or is is there uh, is there complications there as well? I don't think these situations are ever cut and dry or black and white or anything, but there are patterns that can be recognized. Uh, you know, isolation from family members and friends 
is a, a, the, the first and foremost and, and classic uh, benchmark that an abuse an abuser will 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 tick off the box, and that's something that was clearly on display here. You also have to realize that these are two people that were very very young. And it was during COVID, and they had an adventurer spirit. They had many things in common. Uh, and as often is the case, one doesn't realize that they're in a, an abusive relationship, unfortunately, until it's too late. You know, young people specifically, and many of us that are not young, always cognizant of the fact that relationships are something that you have to work at, or they can be rocky and all of that. And there's a difference between that and something that leads to what happened, unfortunately, with Gabby and Brian. Yeah, I mean, this is the and so highlighting that and presenting that difference to audiences in the hope that if if one single viewer can recognize a little bit of themselves or a little bit of something in their friend or family member that's similar to this, and then they make a change because of it, then this will have been a success in my view. You know, pardon my uh, my ignorance on this, but do you have any interaction with the family? I did not personally know. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm I'm wondering. Uh, you know, it must be unusual to see yourself on on screen as this uh, goes, and I, I'd be interested to see in the uh, uh, the, the feedback that you get. Uh, but you know, it, you've got to uh, you know as a uh, you know as anyone going into uh, you know a role like this, uh, you know it's. I, you know, I, I imagine it was emotional reading it. What was your first thought of the script when you first saw it? The script was, uh, I, 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 first of all, I was blessed with two very fine individuals playing Gabby and and Brian Laundrie, uh, Skylar Samuels and, and, and Evan Hall. They're, they're great people, but also very dedicated, talented actors who really came into this with a, a deep sensitivity to the realities on the ground, which is that, you know, uh, <laughs> this happened metaphorically five minutes ago and everyone is still living out the repercussions uh, and, and, and surviving this, this horrendously unfortunate event. And so there was a deep sensitivity there with the cast and the crew um, to try to be very respectful to bring Gabby to life, but also to just comment on how, you know, the youth can portray themselves one way online and, you know, highly curate their life. Uh, their, and yet the the reality is something quite different. And I think that that's another thing that I think I would hope that audiences pay attention to. Thora Birch, I want to congratulate you just on an amazing career and, and still going strong. Um, and we'll be watching October 1st, uh, the Gabby Petito story on Lifetime. Uh, before you go, do you have a website or a social media site and we could follow along with what you're doing? I don't really believe in social media myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I just, uh, I just uh, finished filming a small indie called The Midway Point, and I'm in development on my next directorial uh, endeavor. Well, listen, congrats on all of that. We'll be watching and hopefully we can get you for a longer period of time in the future. Uh, Thora Birch, uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much and have a good one. The Gabby Petito story, everyone, October 1st. Be able to see it at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern on Lifetime.
Uh, just disturbing, you know, a, a, a completely disturbing story. Thora Birch, you know her, speaking of disturbing, right, uh, from American Beauty, complicated uh, uh, role there and a complicated um, movie, uh, disturbing, another disturbing movie about uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, you know, being infatuated with a teenage uh, girl, her friend, Thora Birch's character's friend, and uh, and just uh, being obsessed and going through this weird midlife crisis and uh, just just disturbing. This is um, you know uh, one of the most unsettling uh, stories that uh, that we've seen in in recent years. The Gabby Petito story, a young uh, woman, and uh, and and this Brian Landry who's just uh, obsessed with. Uh, and controlling and and abusive, uh, you know, ended up killing her, killing her, and then uh, killing himself. If you don't know the story, um, you, you can Google it, and and just it's uh, it, it's certainly nothing that'll that'll uh, bring joy to anyone. Just a uh, very disturbing, and you know, our heart goes out to the family. And Nicole uh, Schmidt is Gabby's mother, and you could uh, just imagine. Um, this going on, yeah, I didn't. It didn't sound like she has anything to do with this particular film, and um, and you know the way uh, Thora answered that. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't want to read too much into it, but maybe they're not crazy about how the film's being made, or maybe they have a competing uh, movie out there. But Nicole Schmidt is the mother of Gabby Petito. Can only imagine what the parents went through, and uh, and are going through, and the family and the and the friends. So our heart goes out to them first and foremost. But check out the Gabby Petito story, and Thora Birch is uh, is the actress that that, that really people will be uh, focused on. She's got the big resume, and um, a very very good actress. You see her on uh, Walking Dead, uh, not you know not too long ago, and, and so many other things. Um, Thora Birch has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Wendy Lensalata is our very special guest, and she's the executive director of Pause for a Cause. And uh, they have an event coming up, and it is a dog fashion show, and it is for a wonderful cause. And, uh, you know, they're, they're sponsored by some of our favorites, uh, TD Bank, uh, for example, who I use constantly in there. Uh, other people uh, getting behind this as a, a wonderful uh, organization and a, a just a, a fun cause. Uh, it's at Country Fair Park in Medford. Uh, October 1st, which is a Saturday, and it's from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Once again, Country Fair Park, Medford, New York.
And uh, Wendy uh, Lenchalada, how are you? I'm doing well, Frank. Thanks. It sounds like a great uh, a, a event. Uh, give us a little overview. Uh, and it's a uh, Pause for, for a Cause dog fashion show. Yes, that is the event that we hold um, as part of our fundraising efforts and to also raise awareness um, as our agency is LI Against Domestic Violence. And the Pause for a Cause event is um, a, an event that we hold every year to raise awareness of the link between domestic violence and animal abuse. Well, listen, it's uh, it just uh, a wonderful. Co- uh, and, and again, I, I failed to uh, mention uh, the main organization uh, the, uh, th- that you concentrate on. And you and I spoke in the past. I think we spoke last year about your organization. But let's assume that uh, that everyone didn't listen to that and didn't hear that one. And, uh, and we got all new folks. Uh, let, let's hear a little bit about your organization. Okay, so great. Um, Yes, we're Ally Against Domestic Violence, and we are a not-for-profit organization serving survivors, their children, and their companion animals that are impacted by intimate partner violence. Um, We provide a very wide range of services, including a 24-hour hotline. We have our safe harbor shelter for those that are not safe to remain in their home. We are the only provider on Long Island, the first and only provider to allow for companion animals entering our shelter with their um, human partners um, when it is no longer safe for them to remain in their home. We have the, I mentioned the 24-hour hotline. We have court and precinct advocacy services in which we assist people who have had an incident and called the police to their home. Um, We provide crisis intervention, information on all of their rights and options. We assist them in court proceedings to obtain orders of protection in which when the animal is also being targeted or abused, we include the animal on the order of protection. We have counseling services for adults and children impacted by this issue. We offer an employment program to aid those that are financially dependent on their partner in gaining financial independence through, we do financial literacy training. We have vocational training programs. Um, We have a mentoring program in place that partners our clients with professionals from all different uh, concentrations and um, to help them start to get exposure to different fields and find out what they're interested in. Um, and then we have an education and prevention arm of the organization that is in middle schools, high schools, colleges, community groups, businesses, talking about the issue, how you can identify it, how we can prevent it. Um, and how they get help if you or someone you know is in an abusive relationship. Let's uh, remind everyone who's just tuning in or maybe just turning on their radio a little late, Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Pause for a Cause Dog Fashion Show is uh, a very, uh, you know, a lighthearted event, a fun event, but it, uh, it benefits a great cause, a very serious cause, and uh, that's uh, right here on Long Island uh, against 
uh, domestic violence, and we have our executive director, uh, Wendy Linsalata, here with us, and what wonderful work she does. Uh, Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Wendy is our very special guest. October 1st, 2022, uh, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., Country Fair Park, Medford, New York. Everyone come there. It is uh, every dollar going there is for a wonderful cause, and and uh, I, I can't think of uh, a better spent life than what Wendy is doing right now, and and bringing uh, protection and awareness uh, to uh, to people who desperately uh, need it. Uh, Wendy, let me ask you a little bit about uh, about the COVID situation. When when COVID was going on, we heard all these mm-hmm. nightmares that that it was even worse for domestic violence purposes. And, uh, you know, because I guess people were locked locked in together and they were, uh, you know, maybe the stress level was, was higher. But, um, you know, maybe you could kind of, you know, fact check for us. Uh, was that the actual case? Did, did we see a rise in domestic violence during the, the lockdown or is that just something we heard? No, we definitely, initially it got very quiet for like, I would say, a week or two our phones were extremely quiet um but then as time started to go by um our hotline started ringing again requests for services started and it picked up and ever since then we are busier than we've ever been um i think it was a combination of things you know first of all the world was so uncertain everybody was scared nobody knew you know what was going on i mean none of us really lived through a pandemic before um you know now you know does that cause the violence no but for those that are living with abuse when you're you know exposed 24 7 to this person the the abuse is going to escalate and it's going to happen more frequently um, because there is no reprieve so little by little people started reaching out for help and you know, like I said, our phones started ringing and they haven't stopped since then. Now, you know, that's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing that people are reaching out for help. And I think those news reports um, and, you know, those media outlets that did take the time to really recognize and discuss how domestic violence and single partner violence appeared to be on the rise during um COVID and during, you know, everybody was quarantined into their home, um, they really helped because they helped raise awareness of the issue itself. And they helped us reach people that a lot of times we don't reach. I mean, as a not-for-profit organization, we don't have an advertising budget. So it's thanks to people like you and your colleagues that helped bring this issue to the forefront and help us get the word out to people who otherwise may not know that there's help available to them. You know, uh, we got about a, two minutes left uh, with uh, with Wendy Linsalata, and, and we'll, uh, uh, again, we'll talk about uh, the event once again, but I, I think it's very important to get across, and it sounds like an obvious question, but it's not, um, and, and for some people it may not be, but for those listening who may be in an abusive relationship, uh, what is it? What is a yardstick? What is a uh, what is an earmark for um, a, a relationship that they shouldn't be in? And I only ask that because sometimes people um, get complacent about a bad situation. Uh, if if they're in an abusive situation, uh, maybe it becomes commonplace 
and uh, and they ignore it and they're not stepping up to uh, to walk out or and and again very different uh, situations for different folks. But is there an earmark that you can give individuals that they uh, that they could um, look at and say yes, uh, this is uh, you know this is something I I should be getting out of. Sure. Well, first of all, you know, a lot of people, if they're not experiencing severe physical violence, they don't, you know, consider that abusive behavior. But there's all sorts of types of abuse. Um, You know, somebody could be threatened to be harmed on a daily basis. um, And eventually that will escalate into physical violence. So a good rule of thumb that I tell everyone, follow your instinct. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. And we're here 24-7 for people to talk to. There's no harm in reaching out to us and talking to us. And we'll, you know, we'll talk to you about your situation. Find out what options are out there. Don't ever feel like you're wasting out time or, you know, your situation doesn't fit. Give us a call and we'll talk about it. Any kind of controlling behavior, um, a lot of you know, putting you down, um, trying to isolate you from friends or family. And, you know, then the obvious, threatening to harm someone, pushing, shoving, punching, you know, any kind of physical violence, um, controlling all of your money. Um, give us a call and we'll talk about it. Uh, Wendy Lotta, I, I want to just thank you for everything you do. Uh, just a tremendous job and uh, not the least. Not the least is, uh, is is the event coming up on October 1st, which is a Saturday at Country Fair Park in Medford. October 1st, 2022, you can go uh, to the Pause for a Cause, and Pause is uh, a P-A-W-S, uh, dog fashion yeah. show, and it's a lot of fun, and, it, and it, uh, the proceeds go to helping this great cause that uh, Wendy is there for. Uh, Wendy, uh, real quick, if, uh, if you can give it as quick as possible, a website or a social media site where we can follow yep. along with you. Uh, website is liadv.org. And if people want to register for the event, it would be liadv dot org slash pause p-a-w-s and anyone that needs our help can call us 24 7 at 631-666-8833 wendy linsalata everyone is the executive director uh for a uh, a wonderful cause uh long island uh against domestic violence uh frank mckay signing off we'll see you all next time on breaking it down This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.